and I must keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 241, and we're going to be talking a bunch of books tonight that came out today, actually, as I'm recording this Wednesday, November 25th. So we have four books that we're going to be talking about tonight. But before we go into that, let me tell you a little bit about where you can find us. You can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics if you follow us. We will follow you back, 100% follow back policy. And if for some reason I don't follow you back, let me know, because then I will. I think that that is a courtesy deal that I think everybody should be down with. We also have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we have reviews, news, and previews of all of the books that come out each and every week. And we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can support us for all three Podcast we have on this feed the regular one that you're listening to now the star wars one that comes out on a saturday night and the x-men one that comes out monday night also if you do join up plenty of other shows as well you get a ton of other shows one of the things that we do is a patreon only podcast each and every week that is a spotlight on two of the books that come out that week picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew beep boop on a poll, if you're on the badass level, you get to choose from the list of all the books in the top two, end up making the Patreon-only Spotlight podcast. And this week, the badasses picked Power Pack number one, which I talked with Clay about and I loved, and also Shang-Chi number three, which normally I'd talk to Brandon, but he's not allowed near that book. He's not allowed near it. So I'm going to be talking about that uh, myself. I have not actually read it at this point. I'm going to read it right after this and record it. So I can't tell you that I loved it, hated her down the middle. But Power Pack I did really, really love until at the end I was reminded, oh, yeah, Outlawed is a thing. And if you've been listening, you know that that's not my thing, right? But we're going to go off to this. We're going to start off with me and Clay talking the latest Spider-Man issue. And it is an LR issue. And it's kind of the thing that I was afraid would end up happening with the LR issues kind of comes to roost here. But let's go to the review and see what we thought about it. All right. And we're going to start things off with my man, Clay. How are you doing, Clay? I'm doing pretty well. Awesome. And we're going to be doing a book that we've been covering, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man. And it is one of the LR issues. It's number 53.LR. And yeah, we'll we'll get into this in a second about how this one <laughs> we've been pretty positive about the LR issues that that kind of dips a little here, but we have our reasons. It's written by Nick Spencer and Matthew Rosenberg, art by Federico Vicentini and Takeshi Mayazawa. It's also got inks by Federico Vicentini and Takeshi uh, Takashi. I'm I'm having problems. Uh, Mayazawa and Scott Hanna. And colors by Marcelo Menez and Eric Garcianega, and letters by VCs Ariana Mayer. A lot of people involved in this. Peter struck a deal with Kindred to free his friends, but it came at a terrible personal cost. Now the Order has teamed up with Doctor Strange, and together they entered the astral plane 
where they hope to find the demon that possessed them and save Spider-Man. Meanwhile, the Sin Eater is believing the spiders be possessed by Sin is on a crusade to destroy them. And isn't anybody, everybody has some sort of sins, right? That's where I get this. And I think that that's Sin Eater's MO. He's like, yeah, I'm not a bad guy, whatever, but everybody has sins, so I'll just go after everyone. But he had set up the deal with Morloon and pretty much a sacrifice, a feast for him. The weird thing about this is as we go in, and I do like this part, it's just a weird deal of, you know, Sin Eater trying to discover or figure out, well, what is your sin? And then it just ends up being gluttony. I'm like, I don't think that we need to go that far to find the sins of Morloon. But, you know, you end up with that. And this whole issue seems to at points rush by too quickly for things that I want, which would be Sin Eater and the stuff with Morloon to get to the Order of the Web that really kind of meanders a bit and doesn't really do much but what did you think yeah like it's really odd you know we we i think the the biggest part for us is that we what's the word uh predicted i guess the right word would be uh that the lr books would really center around the order of the web and the parts that we are enjoying are sin eater and i almost wanted to say that if this book cut out all of the Order of the Web people, I think it would have been a great issue. I agree. It's and weird. They, if, if they would have elaborated on some of it with, you know, the lost pages of all the stuff in this dreamscape, it would have been a much better read than what we got. Yeah, because we even said when the Order of the Web went into the dreamscape, obviously Peter and Kindred are not there anymore. So I, I was confused of what they were going to do anyway. And I thought, well, they're just going to end up fighting again. And and really, since these LR issues, you've had the Order of the Web being possessed by the sins and the demons from Kindred and then ending up then in this dreamscape doing that. They haven't really done anything. It's It's as if you have this LR book with the Order of the Web, at least, being just there, like, on the, they're waiting for the game to begin. You know, it, maybe it's halftime at this, and you're waiting for them to go. It seems like it's a placeholder until they're going to be needed for the big, big things. And like you said, the progression and the, the neat stuff is what Sin Eater is doing. And we didn't even know Sin Eater. I, I thought he was dead. So him being here doing this is interesting to me as he is now trying to get Marloon. And I actually thought, oh, no, they're going to kill Sin Eater because Marloon seems to really be able to just take him down and even says where Stan sitting there saying to himself, man, I, I didn't expect this. And he's like, I- I'm scared. And that was cool. I really liked seeing that. And he even, he gets desperate. He's throwing grenades. Marloon's taunting him like grenades. You really think that's going to be you kind of see that it's all a dupe because the gun that he has, he also has another one set up with a string that he can pull. It, it kind of was goofy in it, my it mind. It was a little goofy and it ended really quickly. Like I, I understand that uh, with the sin eaters powers, you know, for however long he's had them, he's been able to take people out really quickly, but it almost seemed as though he was really preparing for a really big fight. And this wasn't a big fight at all. It makes it more that feel when then you go off to the order of the web and the dreamscape and don't do much of anything. 
And, and you had a great point before we started, which I'm going to leave, obviously, for you. But with this whole order of the web, you continue like the, the conversation. Uh, Julia is talking to Gwen. Uh, hey, uh, there, it must be tough for you to be Gwen and this steal. And pe-. But we had this. This is it's not even a re- great recap. Of what we had. It's really funny because, you know, Gwen is always tired of people uh, comparing her to the Gwen of this earth, and they keep having the same conversation about it. So Gwen has got to be like really frustrated. Like, like this conversation literally comes up in almost every LR issue. Every, every issue. And then even the idea where I want to see you're in this, you know, dreamscape. You end up having the thing where Dr. Strange, oh, it's, it's, there's something wrong here. This isn't how it was before. You get the editor's note deal. But also, last issue of the LR, we had that, you know, the cliffhanger that, it, oh my God, Mary Jane in there. Then I started thinking maybe it's a weird Julia in there once I started, but it, it seemed to be Mary Jane. But even then, I want to get to this. And, and so when you end up having Julia and Gwen talking, I'm like, I'm getting, I, I'm in Gwen's shoes now. I'm like, I, I'm sick of it. I, I've heard this before. And then the idea of, well, it's in Peter's nature to say, please, if we're this far into a series and a story like this, if you don't know that it's in Peter's nature to save people, then I don't know what's going on. I don't need that reminder. Then to see a mystical, you know, freaking sniper scope on Julia, who I think also this was just to point out Julia can see things coming up so that she could avoid this but you didn't need this whole i don't need to be reminded she can avoid things just to avoid things because this whole thing just felt like nothing well i this is where it kind of got convoluted because yes she can see things but gwen was the one that saved her but also they split up but when they fight in their like separate areas they talk to each other as if they're right in the same area again so it, it got very confusing for me. Yeah, and, and all this in this is this dreamscape, it got confusing to me as well because they go in and Doctor Strange says, you know, oh, you know, and just out of whatever, they're not here. You know, Peter, this demon, they're not here. They must have went somewhere else. Maybe we can find the portal that they took. In my mind, like, I don't know. That seems like a lot of jumping to conclusions. So he is Doctor Strange, but... This issue then relies on him being Doctor Strange. Yeah, my biggest problem with this is the fact that, you know, in and it it happens very rarely. It's not something that happens a whole lot, but it's very rare that a guest star in a book kind of shows up the main characters. This being an amazing Spider-Man tie-in, of course, we know that the Order of the Web would be the main characters. And Doctor Strange is too much of the trump card here. Because he's the one that's end up that ends up fighting these demons that ends up being the uh, the big hero and these order of the web doesn't do anything like you you hardly even see them fight you see them run away from majority of the dodging problems. and running and, yeah. and and with that too we're here for the story and maybe it's just because you know you had the sin eater Morloon stuff that started out. That is important. That seems big. It was cool. And then you go into this dreamscape where you know that nothing really is going to happen because Peter and Kim, they're not there. So all of a sudden having a giant demon kingpin didn't really excite me. This was not a wow moment in my mind. And then, like you said, then they're just running and trying to get away. But even with this deal, you kind of forget. 
how cool the characters you have in this order of the web because you don't really get anything from them. And what really disappointed me was the fact that there was she even says it there is two ghostbusters references and i didn't even enjoy them because of the book i didn't either and and what got me here is you do have the order of the web you do have like miles silk you know all this going on and instead of going and actually you know in my mind going through this dreamscape and realizing because this is peter's deal realizing that there is some real big trouble with peter and maybe using this as a way that the order of the web can actually see into the troubles that pete has and the troubles that he's been going through to really solidify the idea that we have to save him that we have to do but having a giant demon kingpin what's that the state football you know no 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 stop i don't need the ghostbusters references though i usually love them like you said but i you're not doing anything but trying to make wow moments that aren't and then miles just gets tossed aside and just says uh guys i think i found our and at first, I didn't even know that he was saying that that was the portal they had to go through because it didn't even were look really, like yeah, one. No, I thought it was like the little Borea tar pits that suddenly moved to, you know, off the deal or the demons were coming out of that and that would stop it. You do get the idea, but nothing's really well spelled out. Even when they're like, oh, no, zombies of May Parker. I'm like, oh, whatever. I, what's going on? It's just this isn't doing anything for me for the story. And then, like you said, Dr. Strange says, I will handle this, you know, when Mary Jane comes out and she's and, and the idea of this, you know, I said, yes, that that is kind of a big deal with the whole, you know, one more day and stuff like that, her coming out. But she just turns into a hideous looking demon. And then Dr. Strange, I'll take care of this. You guys go and well, find no, when Peter. She, when she turns into the demon, he says, I knew it. And I was like, yeah, is this something that we're supposed to? <laughs> like recognize do we know who this demon is like what does that even mean and and you know what's funny about that i'm glad you brought that up because how i took it is like okay mary jane walks out of a you know an alleyway and, and talking gibberish pretty much to herself and then when dr strange reveals it's a di- i knew you were, i'm like really like of course you knew this. Everybody <laughs> else has been there. It's been demons. What did you think that she ended up going and she has her own hand of Ashanti? Where would you get the idea that Mary Jane could possibly go into this dreamscape and that it might have maybe been a day? De- you know what it is, you idiot. And then basically you guys get out of here. You know, you guys go and, yeah, you said it. Then you end up just having the Order of the Web just being these props that are just going from – they were – possessed it and now we're in they're not doing anything and i want to see more than just julia carpenter saying hey there gwen i know you're upset because but because that's something that that's the trope that that is the generic surface level deal with gwen i want more when you ended up having peter earlier in the series go to gwen and say what should i do i know you're not my gwen but I need to know what Gwen might do. That was better. You don't have to remind us of that. We, we've already gone through that, where you even had Gwen there say, in a better way than this nonsense of, y- you don't know what it's like for people to look at me and see, and also saying to Peter, 
that, you know, everybody puts Gwen on the pedestal, that she's the great, you know, Gwen Stacy who ended up dying and she never did any wrong. It's not true. And Gwen, me, any Gwen, tougher than that. You know, we're not this, you know, damsel that needs to be saved. That was really, really good. This is not. This is just, and then let's go, get out of here. <laughs> they, they jump through the portal, and then they end up in the graveyard there. You know, that would be something that you would expect they're going. And then you see the cliffhanger where the Sin Eater's waiting. And I'm like, really? Like, why couldn't we just have dealt with that? Like, it, why did they even go into this? Unfortunately, I think you called it last time. You said that, you know, this LR book probably is hindering the progression of the main series. And although it did seem at the time like a really cool idea to deal with this kind of thing, it does very much just like it, it, it lost my interest at the at the point of, you know, de- like when Doctor Strange said, oh, Peter isn't here. That should have been like, OK, let's leave. Let's go find him. Like it, sh- it shouldn't be like, oh, maybe we can find this portal and keep going through. And it's like. No, you're 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 progressing this story in a non-efficient way. And what you're saying and what I said the last time is that you can't go too forward in the main book because you have to let this catch up with it. Mm-hmm. And, and some of this is interesting enough. But even this, like you end up having Sinier there. He has his shotgun. We're assuming that he has more Loon's powers because he did end up getting him in that sort of deal. Um, but in my mind, here's the funny thing. I'm like. Why Why did he need more Loon's powers than to just go? Because he could, you know, all of these characters have some sort of sins. It just is a weird deal because even by the time he's fighting more Loon, it, you know, Stan's kind of wondering if he still has that power to do that stuff. And he even mentions it like, I don't know if I'm just a regular man now. And you kind of, you know push that to get to this end to see what is going on so it might be like a cool cliffhanger in the way that he's there to i don't know i i you know you figure that he's just gonna go but again him there and having the whole order of the web what is his plan to get all of them but we'll see i think it pulls out more loons standing right next to him or well, something. and that's gonna be the interesting thing because if the shotgun worked because he questioned if it did if the shotgun worked, then he has the powers of Marloon, which means he can sniff out these spiders. So that's why he's there in the first place. And that is interesting. Now, the thing that I'll point out is something that was a weird art deal coming into this and the whole Sin Eater deal. There's a lot of times when he stole the power, somehow he took the motif of that. I mean, when he got Juggernaut's power, that somehow his head grew to look like Juggernaut, even though Kane's head is not like that. That's a helmet. But that's what makes me wonder, like, Okay, what are you playing with? Because before it really was a thing that he kind of personified the deal. Mm-hmm. Though with the mask on, how do you really personify being Marlon? a vampire? I mean, yeah. he's a vampire with long hair. So it might be one of those where he pulls off the deal. I don't know. We'll see. And that's the weird thing about this. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. The cliffhanger I enjoy, but nothing in this issue is somebody who's going to be sitting around. What what you would say, me and you are at the comic shop, we're hanging out, right? Social distancing. And I'm like, you're across the room. Hey, Clay, I'm yelling to you because we're not allowed <laughs> near each other. But, I, I, you know, hey, what would you like about that last issue? I don't think anybody's going to say, oh, that demon kingpin. I, I think they're going to say, well, it's cool. Sin Eater ended up and possibly has the powers of Morlun, and then at the end, he's about to attack the Order. That, that's it. That, yeah. That's all you would think about talking about it, even. So a lot of the middle section, it just ended up being kind of a waste. 
And yeah, uh, what did we learn? We learned that Gwen gets upset because she's not the Gwen of this earth. We learned that, you know, Julia can see things a little ahead of time, which should be where she gets a little senses here of, of him waiting for them. But you also just get Doctor Strange kicked ass and they didn't. And, and Miles is, is sleepwalking through these. Uh, he's not doing anything. And so, yeah. It, and really, what's Jessica Drew doing? Half the time, I forget she's even in it. And so it's just kind of a waste now, though. I still wow. am excited well, actually, about this whole deal. She she's not. If you look, she is flying with Doctor Strange in one panel. She lands and then you don't see her again. You until, don't see her again until the end, until the very end. <laughs> I'm like, what is she doing? Wow. And so, yeah, it's weird. Like, I'm telling you, you look at the end, you're like, what what are they doing? Like Silk kind of flies since Silk kind of got done with the demon half, you know, the the mouth the opposite way. She's done nothing. I mean, nothing is going on with them, and I need them to because that's half of this, you know, this deal. Uh, but I still like this whole idea. I just want to get more kindred. I, and I think that that's going to be the problem overall. After you have the gotcha and me and you are complete and utter idiots. <laughs> but, oh my, but that's what you want. You want that. And whether or not we're idiots or not, to go to a, you know, let's tread some water issue, it really, it really gets that whole momentum. It, it really shuts it down a bit here. And that wasn't what these LR issues at first. I was enjoying this side story. I was enjoying the Sin Eater stuff. And now it's just like, come on, let's just get back to Kindred. Let's see what's going on. We still haven't had Mary Jane and Norman go to see supposedly harry right supposedly, supposedly. We're, we're morons we're morons but maybe we'll be right i <laughs> i'm telling you when we get the copies and and we find out that we're somehow right i will not stop gloating <laughs> for two years i will never let it hey, remember but that yeah. time when we called the fact that norman osborne was kindred yeah yeah and i will use that as my ticket to come up with the craziest ideas <laughs> with every issue and then i'll just point it out i'm like you know what i think that Doctor Strange is the Silver Surfer. You're like, there's nothing about that in this. I'm like, I was right before. Hey, he was a part right. of the so, Defenders. Yeah. Let's go. It works yeah, out. So, yes, and it works out in my mind. But yeah, by the end, I just, I just want to get back, and I, I just, and it's not even like I want to end the story. We don't have a lot of issues left. We have three issues left. I, it's not. I think that maybe I'm worried that because of these LR issues now, we're not going to get enough. Of the regular deal by the end Because I want more from those as well uh, What would you give this? This I would go uh, You know just because I do like the beginning I, We like the Sin Eater stuff um, It's the unfortunate waste of 13 pages I would give this a 6-5 That's what I'm going Me and you are right on board we're, we're out of the same cut here Because yeah 6-5 I like the art enough you know, there's nothing that really threw me off, except it did get confusing a bit in the whole dreamscape. But I think that was more of the way the script is as well, where you're just going boom, boom, yeah, boom, and, and get out and of there. To make this, if they want to make this more coherent, you need to remember who's in your book. Like completely forgetting Jessica Drew until the end is a little ridiculous. I, I didn't even realize that until you said something. And, and And so when you're doing this, you have to make sure. And also, like... Even just remember having her on the panel, but have them do something memorable. Have them do like, I need to go and go, oh, man, that's so silk or that's so miles. But they're not doing anything. They're just kind of they're doing nothing. They were possessed and now they're just told by Dr. Strange run and they run. So hopefully that changes up as we kind of converge into the final 
deal of these three issues where things should catch up. But I actually think for waiting so long for Kindred and things like that, I'm worried that things are going to get rushed now uh, to an end. But we'll see. We'll see. But thank you for joining me, Clay. Again, uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Fanboy Comics Podcast, the Comic Book Legion Podcast, uh, the Batman News Weekly Podcast. Um, Gosh, oh, Ranger Alliance Podcast. and this week's Patreon. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I made, it, Patreon this I made week. it for a second week. Uh, if yes. you uh, don't know where any of that is, if you go find my Twitter account at Fanboy Clay, I do have a link tree that has all of those links. And the link tree will be in the show notes as well here. So, yeah, you can find Clay all over. And I suggest you go and listen to all of his podcasts. But thank you, Clay. Thank you for joining me. We're going to go off to Buffalo now. It's a little cold up there. We're going to go and uh, see what Brandon is up to. Probably drunk, but we'll see. We shall see. But thanks, everybody. Thanks, Clay. And off to Brandon. I got a line. It was Sunday night. Wrote up my notes. To get the feeling right Brendan that messaged me He's drinking at his friends But that was at quarter to three And that's about the time The jerk passed out on me He lives in Buffalo I could not see I guess it's just beyond The weekend show Way up there in Buffalo It's just another Sunday night Brandon's drunk again Brandon's drunk again Ah, yes, here we are. Uh, and Brandon, I don't know if he's drunk. It's not Sunday. No, but, you know, it's that middle of my work you. week here. Yeah, I know. I will have a couple of dinner, but I'm not going all out through a table or anything. You're only buzzed. You're not exactly yeah. drunk. But we're here, yeah. me and you, to talk two books and two books that I know for a fact you were a little down on. Even Even the one that we usually love, you're down on. But I believe that the second book, and we'll let people wait for that. Uh, might be the last time we do talk about <laughs> the, the book that we'll yeah, it's end entered our little that territory. with. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. But we're going to start with a book that, that we love and a book that I always tell people to read, though I think that I have been kind of you know worried. I, I keep saying once we get to the trial, and this is Daredevil, once we get to the trial, you know, I'm interested to see what comes out about it. But I usually don't like that sort of thing in books. I usually yeah, don't I like, you know. The ins and outs of the trial deal And we've seen Matt trying to make things right Thinking, well, he wants to go to jail He needs to go to jail He probably will go to jail So he ended up calling Tony Stark Hey, you gotta buy up Hell's Kitchen from the Stromwinds He's going around He even has Spidey who was against him at one point They go and scare all the Kingpin And all the other, you know, lieutenants That even if Daredevil's gone They'll still have So, And it's funny too because Obviously, there would be. It's not like just because Daredevil goes to to jail, like these bad guys can just do anything just because they can say, time out, Spider-Man. I'm a Daredevil villain, right? It's one of those things that they will be looked at, but at least he's showing <laughs> no that. No crossing right? streams, so, so to speak. Yeah, no, right? no. You'll end up ripping the uh, fabric of reality if that happens. But w- with all this, there is one thing as we get into it There's that made me worse laugh. There's been concepts to Marvel stories. No, there have. Uh, one thing that makes me laugh, though, is me and you haven't really been enjoying the uh, new Iron Man book. And this kind of is out of continuity with that, where Tony at, in this book still has all his money, all oh, his connections. Yeah. yeah, Tony's but loaded. But he does not have that 
uh, in his own book. But I like the Tony that's loaded. I really do. But we're going to go into this. This is Daredevil yeah, number too. 24. It's Truth or Dare Part 4. Written by Chip Zdarsky. Pencils by Mike Hawthorne. Inks by J.P. Mayer. Colors by Matteo Iacono, which I don't recognize that name, really. And letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. And it says here, Daredevil's making plans with his trial for the murder of Leo Carrero on the horizon. Daredevil's making arrangements to protect Hell's Kitchen during his potential absence. This includes bringing Spider-Man to Crash Wilson Fisk, meeting of the families where Fisk appoints Izzy Libris as the new kingpin of New York City. That was a big deal. Foggy Nelson has gone behind Matt's back to recruit not only Kirsten McDuffie to Daredevil's legal defense team, but also Mike Murdoch, Matt's twin brother, posing as Matt himself. And so you end up having Mike here to pose as Matt, that whole twist, and from the annual, uh, is okay because Kirsten is wondering, where's Matt always connected? And, and everybody kind of connects that. He's going to jail as Daredevil if it does happen, so that it covers him that way. Yeah, and so with that, they're always connected. It's kind of that. But the thing is, what Chip Zdarsky does in this issue for most of it is try to like tie up these loose ends within the story that I really don't need. I really don't, you know, the idea that Kirsten, she's going to be wondering where Matt is in this, and then having Mike come in, but Foggy tell Mike that Matt's in rehab because he doesn't know Daredevil. Like all these things twisting around in here. I know. It, it just gets convoluted in my mind and convoluted the in a way. The key to lying is to keep it simple. It's such a convoluted idea of like, okay, Matt's supposed to be in rehab, but that's why they end up getting Mike. But Mike has to pretend to be Matt because Kirsten won't know where Matt is because of the. And, and and you gotta constantly make sure Mike's not being a piece of shit. Yeah, because you know what he, I'm is. Saying? Like, he, he is. He is a piece he's of crap. Known to do that. So <laughs> then you have Matt saying, you know, don't hit on Kirsten. Like, and oh well, what about you? And I won't do it again, again. Like all these things going on in this. Here's the thing. It all does make sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. What yeah, I'm saying no, is, you don't need to do all of this. We could just get on with it because there's a couple little things in here. That are interesting enough, but even with Fisk, you know, Fisk in the shower there, he's humongous. I mean, he's huge. Yeah. And, and we see him working out at points. I've, of- I've always I've always wondered, like, what, what what kind of – is he super fat? Is he strong under – like, he's got a big belly. It's hard to figure out. Yeah, he's like a power, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. power yeah. lifting sumo. You don't want to step to this He's dude. humongous. And he ends up where Wesley yeah. – he's talking to Wesley while he's in the shower. Wesley isn't there. It's Typhoid Mary. Full out typhoid Mary as well. And I do like the one little aside where you do see that, you know, this counts on Wesley for a lot, but he also seems to care for him at least a little. You know what I mean? Where he says, if you touched a hair on his head, I will kill you. But she's like, oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, number know. two to Vanessa in his world yeah, is yeah. Wesley, definitely. Yeah, Wesley. And, and she, yeah, typhoid Mary even knock out one of the guards and you know, saying you're going to need a bodyguard to go because Fisk is going to go to this trial. He wants to see. And he even says, even if Daredevil gets off, even if he doesn't go to jail, at least this will be a spectacle that will show that these people can't just, you know, heroes and things can't just go yeah, and do whatever they them. want. They yeah. can't just do He's what they want. He's been onto this since the beginning of the Spider-Man series, too. Like This is his long run. So you thing. have all this, but in the meantime, Matt, and that's the other thing. 
quick. Matt, who really is Matt, then goes, and you even get a little confused there at points of like, okay, is this Matt? Is this Mike? But he goes to see an old buddy who's part of the, you know, prosecution deal and works up a deal saying, hey, you know, you know me and Daredevil. We're, we're, We're cool with each other and whatnot, but how about we get a plea bargain? And they do work out a plea to lessen the charge to man involuntary manslaughter. He will still serve time, but not as much because at this point, much, much less. Yeah. yeah. And so what this is all about though, is intent versus not intent is basically, you know, the difference between those two, if I'm not mistaken, he's a smart guy. He's doing this deal because he is kind of, you know, afraid that maybe things might go wrong. It's it's funny too. It's like he doesn't trust Foggy or Kirsten. But I don't know. I don't know if. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't entirely. I wouldn't say it's Foggy, but I think he he doesn't trust the system himself when he's not able to work it firsthand. You know what I'm saying? I think that's kind of his hang up here. If you had to give a psych eval to uh, to Daredevil here, but that, that's kind of my hand. I, he trusts his buddy. He doesn't trust Fisk not being up to something in the background. Yeah, and all that stuff going on. So you end up even having him then confront Mike. Like everything gets a little twisted and turned around with cursing him. But the idea of this deal, the idea of if he knows that things are good, that because Tony, you know, going like we said, Tony buying up the Hell's Kitchen property to give to the people, if that works out. If everything's going according to plan, he doesn't mind serving some time. He thinks he deserves yeah, it. Out. But if things go wrong, then he's got to fight it. And and again, he's going to have to fight it then because he thinks in his mind he can't let these people in Hell's Kitchen down. And that's kind of what we go with because Tony, he, he couldn't do it. He ended up at one point very confident. Listen, the Strom wins. They're, they're there for the money. Yeah, and like it he is, had unlimited supply here. And it's funny the way Tony plays it up. Is basically, I think it was too more like it, – it, it's like Tony ran into the PS5 problem. He's refreshing his webpage and it's going out on him. He, he They stopped him from bidding more than he didn't have the money to bid. There was an attack, yeah. uh, you know, a cyber attack on him. And it, it, so that, that makes sense. I did like the idea when Tony is first talking to Matt about this. And talking about the idea where, hey, do you think you can win, you know, this bid? And Tony's like, listen, the Strom wins, they'll bail because they don't want to lose money. But you're kind of taking advantage of me because, yeah, I lose money. That's all Tony does is lose money. And he says, I, I went to my board and they're they're allowing it's me. the Batman of yeah, this And he's like, they're sure. allowing me to go way over the top. We'll figure this out. We'll do it. But they lose. And I'll tell you, Matt is a jerk. Because he's talking. Tony has literally put billions on the line here. And because it doesn't <laughs> happen, boom, lose my number. He hangs up on him. He just, boom, hangs yeah. up. I'm like, you no, jerk. It's again, it's like, it's Tony's clicking the add to cart. It's not moving to cart for him for him to complete this purchase. And then and, and Daredevil's all mad at him for it. It's like, hey, he tried. Yeah, he said, we don't know what happens. We could have won this. Yeah, he's like, we could have won this. But we had a, <laughs> our, our servers went down and we desperate. And then they won. And he's like, whatever. And I like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tony, Daredevil, are you there? Click. He hangs up. I'm like, you jerk off. But yeah, so now. He's like, and this is the, this is the twist. This is the turns in this. The idea of okay, now I can't go to prison. Now I can't do it because now I have to be out there. And so he does end up, you know, deciding. Hey, and he says to Kirsten on the way. And I, I'm telling you right now, I don't mind the art in this issue. 
I hate the look of Daredevil in a suit. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Uh, and he gets in the car with Kirsten as they go, and he's like, listen, I made a deal, but, you know, or Matt did, but I, I'm not going to take it. We have to fight it. And so they get to the circus of this trial, and it is. It's, it's a circus. This is kind of the idea of what Fisk wants anyway. No matter how it turns out, yeah, yeah. he's happy because people – are on the streets with signs put the devil where he belongs no more mess like this is his deal and so when he goes in you do get it and i i wish that this was less of the convoluted in and out of you know the people and but because you even have like you have luke cage jessica jones it looks like cap like they're worried because this could set precedent for a lot of things like what matt's doing it, he wants to do it for himself because he feels that it's kind but he's kind of it, – it's we had it with even Elektra and stuff because she's – It opens Pandora's box for all the rest of the superheroes. Elektra even called him out on it before saying you hide selfish – you know, you hide being selfish behind this idea of being unselfish. But you could screw all of us. Like the next step in this is the idea that they can be arrested and then identity gone. Uh, so yeah. it is. And then tough. we got Civil War three all over again, and it's nobody wants that. Please no. But you end up where <laughs> this comes in with Typhoid Mary, and she comes and sits down, and, and and stuff like that. So you end up where okay, who is doing what? What's going on? Well, we know that Electra has a ton of money. She stole it with. With Daredevil, Matt and her got money and she said, you know, she it was one of those things throughout this was the one for you, two for me. Every time she ended up doing stuff, she kept some of the money. Now, there is a bit here because Electra ends up talking to him with a whisper that only he can hear. The weird part of it is, luckily, there's these glasses because at first I actually thought it was Typhoid Mary talking. Him. I actually got confused at first. Like, is that Typhoid? <laughs> no, no. It's like so. Electra ends up, you know, being the one who bought Hell's Kitchen. This allows Matt to relax again. It's this back and forth there. But I do like that because she has kind of looked like a real jerk up until now. But it was, you know, to character. She ended up. Oh, she had okay. her points, too, at the same time. Yeah. She yeah. I remember, in a remember, way. She stole the Stromwind's money with Matt and then just kept almost all yeah, of yeah. it and, and funneled it. Yeah, so it was she, a while was, back at this she point. was able to do it. I do like the idea that not only did she buy it out like that, but she had to make sure Screwed that Tony, Tony couldn't over. buy it so that I think that it's one of those. She saved Tony, really. I mean, he doesn't lose the money now. But the idea I like that she had fought with Daredevil then shows that she definitely has his back, at least for this, and realizes this is something that needed to be done, which then allows Daredevil to, to change. He flip-flops again, where, okay, we're not going to take the deal. Now he's <laughs> going to take it. Now again. he's going to take it. <laughs> he ends up where this is like one of the things where, you know, luckily Foggy is his best friend. Kirsten, you know, they have that checkered past, but at least they. But the idea that he's jumping back must drive them insane. Because first off, hey, there's this plea deal. Foggy's like, what? What deal? I don't know. Don't worry. We're not going to take it. You know it. they're not getting paid for this either. So the win was all they had, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I just love the idea. It's like, Foggy's like, what deal? Don't worry. They're not going to take I am going to take it. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like, what? And, yeah, it looks like, you know, he's pleading guilty. He's pleading guilty to second-degree manslaughter, and that's that. He's going to jail. 
So we'll see, you know, the time and whatnot and how that works out. Um, but, uh, you know, by the end, him going to, okay, you get through the trial quick, you get that little twist with Electra and stuff like that. But overall, it, it seemed like this was just kind of a, a setup issue that kind of, it kind of felt padded at the one point with the idea of the deal. And then we get the, you know, the cool stuff with Tony and whatnot. But because of that, and, the art's good enough. It's not the greatest, and there's not a lot of action in this to really. It's weird. Be it's good, but it doesn't. Uh, to me, it doesn't match the. I don't. I don't want to say tone. I don't think that's the right word. But like uh, the feel, I guess, is the more right way to put it of the series. Yeah, and it's um, okay. But it's- I, I, I don't know. I liked it enough. It's just you know you get spoiled by so many good Daredevil issues that you come in and you kind of blindly expect them all to be that way, and that this is more of a culprit of that. I feel like than necessarily being a bad issue like it all makes sense it, it looks good enough and i don't know that's right i'd probably say seven i'm seven, at a three. seven seven out of ten hopefully yeah. it picks up when yeah. they go to uh I'm, jail I'm, I'm down to, i was gonna say seven seven three i'm gonna go flat seven yeah it's still my one of my favorite books if not my favorite book that comes out it's just that sometimes it's a little down this one i thought was a little bit down it's but a trap what, what these long form stories fall into too sometimes it's like you just hit an arc you're like yeah i'm not feeling this arc but i, I kind of really got to read it if i'm sticking with this story which i really enjoy at the same time so now we're going to go to the next book that is Werewolf by Night. And, and this is tough. It, it's a tough <laughs> read. It really is. And I wanted uh, to like this. I really did. I, I actually, the more I was reading this, I was watching some, uh, some old, uh, uh, Black Eyed Peas videos and I actually like Taboo. I think he's a cool dude. He just hangs there. And, you know, so I'm like, all right. So we go into this first issue. Didn't really love, didn't like much at all no then we get good at all, we get really. into this one and it's just you can tell that taboo and benjamin earl writing it they really don't have a great grasp of their plotting of the story it seems and how to we don't even really get real dialogue in this issue until almost halfway through it and if i don't know why it still took me forever to read but yeah it really did. i did with well because <laughs> in my mind too you end up jumping all over the place you don't even know really what happened at points until somebody then explains yeah, it a great and then you don't yeah i i, I didn't know what was going and the characters say yeah. why the, I'm going to get canceled if I elaborate on yes, that. Yes, Werewolf by Night number two. It's written by Taboo and Benjamin Earl, art by Scott Eaton, inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Miroslav Merva, letters by VCs Joe Sabino. Jake Gomez is a normal teenager mostly, lives with his grandma on a Hopi reservation and works a menial summer job at Life Pharmaceuticals. And I'm telling you, you get more of that whole thing right there. In the book, it's hard yeah, to really fathom what is get. going on. He has a best friend named Molly with whom he shares everything, including his dark family secret at night. Jake can turn into a werewolf. Molly helps him control the transformation with music and encourage him to use his abilities to protect the reservation. Did you get that from last issue or did I just block this whole story from my my mind? I think that the problem was the first issue was really not that standout-ish that I thought anything really was well played out. I went into this not realizing that was a thing, though it may have been. Me either. I, I'm that thinking that it me. would have been mentioned, maybe. But even last issue, remember, yeah. that, uh, for a not big to part the of extent it, it was hammered home here, though. For Definitely a big part not. of that issue, we were walking through Walmart 
getting Syria. I, lately, That's teams right. have been going missing <laughs> from the res, a case that caught the attention of U.S. Marshals Red Wolf and J.J., but it was Jake in wolf form who intercepted the delivery truck transporting the missing teens' life pharmaceuticals. Before he could rescue them, he was attacked by three monster-human hybrids, and I forgot all about all that, but I remembered that then. But even with that... I with, remember the monster hybrids because that was the cliffhanger. That was, that was about all I remembered. Remember really, with that, there also was the thing with the life pharmaceuticals, with JJ. You just had some weird stuff. You know, Red Wolf and JJ pulled into town. We barely could tell the difference between them and these paramilitary <laughs> guys that were just there shooting rabbits. Then we had Uh-oh. like, like Careful. pharmaceutical Careful. stuff, right? We had all this stuff going on and it just no characters spelled out. And one of the things that drives me nuts sometimes in books is when people keep yelling the names of the people. Uh, there's a need for it sometimes because yeah. they haven't developed these characters. And so you end up with these hybrids. Uh, you know, and Jake attacking this big fight. Molly is trying to calm him down uh, at by playing System of the Down. You end up with weird concepts here. You end up with a couple musical, you know, kind of references that aren't really topical now, I guess, but also wrestling references that are way over. I mean, the idea, and I, it made me smile that you mentioned Rowdy Roddy Piper and Ultimate Warrior, but I don't know that the kids down at the malt shop are even going to know what those that, that is because they're so old. And so you, I, I, the thing is, I, I don't mind when writers kind of give you the idea of what they're into, but it's got to match the age and the concept of the characters as well. And it, it, it just some of the things just seem just thrown out there. Well, that's a, I said to you before we got started tonight, I'm like, uh, you would mention the wrestling references kind of throughout. I'm like, yeah, they're they're a little early for this supposed teenager who's it, like his his wrestling icon should be like John Cena and Randy Orton, not not Roddy Piper and uh, Ultimate Warrior, like you referenced. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it, it's crazy. He's off. He's off. He's early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and so you have these, you know, the hybrids fighting. So you end up having Jake as the werewolf fighting a hybrid. These are taboos, idols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's you almost get the idea of like he just wanted to insert those. I, I'll give him credit that the music that was played for Jake wasn't Black Eyed Peas. That might be a little bit over the top, like really. But then again, <laughs> I don't know. It might have made me laugh, right? And I, if it's if coming. you're, it's if you're coming. going to you know do it, it if you're gonna do it. Have it go and have Molly even mention, you know, everybody talks Will I Am and Fergie, but I'm a taboo fan. That would be funny, uh, you know. But with that, you, you go on, and, and here's what gets me here you're having a fight, hybrids versus Jake. You end up, and he's the werewolf form. You end up having all of this, you know, storm. You have all this going on, and it seems as if all of a sudden there is a flood, a flash flood. That ends up sweeping them all up, correct? Is that what you get from that? What the hell happened to the van of kids? Because they were right there with them. There was a van of kids, and I don't really see. Oh, these monsters took off and drove it? I don't know. Or somebody was watching them fight. uh, Because you end up where I think everybody's dead. You have Molly there with her motorcycle, (laughs) and then she goes off, and I, I really was left confused. Of what went well, this, on This is like a three on one fight Except it's not It's mostly just the two werewolves going at each other And, and Jake for the mar- most part Spells out he got the worst of it Than us really seeing that Happen at least clearly to me on the page 
And, so and, I, and I, one I even know. looks and like a hyena, the and then you have these others. You got insect yeah. guy, the giant and then, ant monster. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's yeah. crazy. And yeah, the the lady, then the girl who just looks normal. She she looks like she signed up for the wrong club. Uh, normal, <laughs> except she's got bird feet and, and weird stuff. I mean, yeah. nobody's normal. But again, it looks like there's a flash flood. But I, I don't know. And so you end up where she's then talking at the Hopi Reservation Municipal Center that they're talking to the deal. Jake's missing. Please go help him. And and then out of nowhere, just there. And I don't even get they the whole concept. Him. Yeah. Well, they're like, well, we'll we'll go and get him. But you also have Red Wolf and JJ there out of nowhere, just like, OK, we'll go find him as well. But also the life pharmaceutical paramilitary guys, they seem to be on the search for the werewolf. And then you go to a flashback, which usually I'm down with the flashback of, well, this is how I got my powers. This is how I found out that it ran through my family. We find out that his dad's a piece of crap who likes beating up people from a gang. His mom died again. And you end up having it's one of those things. The werewolf runs in our blood throughout our history of our family. Uh, the art's okay, but then you just go back to yeah. it has its moments. You just go back then to JJ and Red Wolf, and then everybody after <laughs> Jake and Molly's trying, and, and then you go off the life for nothing stays at a spot where I can get a grip on any of the characters or even understand really their MOs or what's going on, except everybody wants to find Jake. Who at this point yeah. has uh, you know climbed out of the water and just wants to get home, but it's getting dark now because he slept almost just through the day. Trying to get his sweet ponytail dry. Yeah, that's really. All. And he's like, "Listen, I should have gotten rid of this tail here. That that's another thing that's out of you know the deal, like my wrestling references. But I need to get home before it gets dark again because I'm going to turn into the werewolf and I don't have my earbuds. Oh no, here's a." Uh, you know, a helicopter coming that they're Jeep after me from the light pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Everything is just twisted and turned in. Uh, he just knows things. He he jumps to these conclusions that are spot on throughout the entire issue in this He's narration. He's got a six pack. He's in good shape. It's probably from jumping to so many conclusions. Well, that's his exercise. <laughs> but even then, you, you end up having this light pharmaceuticals. It seems they are now. They think they're in Vietnam. They're going around in a helicopter with freaking tons of guns and machines. Yeah. So you have just that. He's like, oh, get no. The chopper. Yeah. Oh, no. I need to get away from these people. And at, at a point, you end up seeing, you know, people jump. But it, it's it's JJ and, and Red Wolf. He's going, they, he runs into a cave, turns into the werewolf. Now they're going to have to shoot him down. The end. To be continued, I'm like, I, I don't know what happened in this issue except for Jake was fighting. He got swept up in a flood. He came out of the flood, then got attacked again and turned to the werewolf. There you go. It just I, I need more story. I need more of the characters. I need like you end up having at least that first issue. Molly and Jake, you had that little connection. Even at one point, he's just looking around. I think I might like that Molly. I'm like, really? Like this, this is the, the stuff we're getting. A lot of it was the inner narration of Jake. We, we see a little origin deal, but I think I'm done with this. I usually give books, you know, three issues, but. I, you know, this, this isn't going to last that long anyway. So I think that we gave it a good effort with two, but it's not anything that I enjoyed reading. I I had problems reading. It took me a while to get through this and it's just not, not that good. I thought it was just going to be some fun. 
and it's not. So yeah, I, I did too. Like the, kind of some of the Black Widow mini series we've we've sat back and enjoyed just because they were you know simple, fun, and straightforward. Yeah, or and even like the recent Taskmaster. Which we had on the, uh, yeah. I think we had that on the Patreon, and we enjoyed that. It's better than this, I'll tell you that. You can't, you can't say it's not better than this. The plot, the pacing, the plotting, character work, it's all off, and the art isn't great. So there's yeah, not all, really a none lot of, it catches of me. yeah, there's not really a lot of uh, reasons why I need to uh, read this anymore. But we'll see, we'll see. Maybe maybe somebody can convince us. But overall, I'm giving it a four out of ten. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I, I'm going to give it a four or five because I liked what I think whenever they hit a splash page, except for the double cider, uh, you know, with all the wolf stuff on it, it looked very, you know, pretty good to me. So uh, maybe that's where I'm giving some sympathy points out tonight and feeling that in a good mood. Little, all right. Second well, there you go. You, you know, so when yeah. you're, you're trying to convince people <laughs> that you're not a piece of crap, it's not going to convince Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, you, I didn't say anything too pretend. wrong today. You can pretend that. Small right. allusions to it, but you gotta look. You gotta look hard. When you don't say something bad, you can't point out that you're not saying it because then they know you were going to, Brandon. <laughs> that is my tip. You were giving us little <laughs> tips on lying and stuff earlier. I'll give you little tips on yeah. trying to make yourself look a little better. But uh, I've been productive this way. I cleaned the turkey fryer Did for you? Thursday. Nice. I'm trying to be a better person. You know, we, there we, we go. So. We got our turkey today. Uh, my son Zach went and got the turkey. It was 130 bucks, I think. It's from a turkey farm. What, what, what do you buy? It cooked? This no. This thing was from a turkey farm. Oh, this thing. I Jesus. think it was. I think it was killed this morning. Uh, and also, I was going to say, what the? I think it's like thirty-seven pounds. It's huge. It's it's way too big. Oh, he, good. Oh, yeah. That's... He even saw it. He he didn't what are you realize. Cook that in. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We don't know. We we were gonna. He was gonna cook it at his work, but now he get, we're we're figuring this out. We were discussing it right before. But the thing is, uh. He didn't realize it was going to be that big, and it, it, it freaked him out, but that's that. And then he also got the giblets. He keeps telling me this. I said, I don't want to be near the giblets. Get out of here. But Yeah, me yeah, So, no, that's nonsense. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be having that big turkey, but that's um, our books this week. We didn't like uh, them as much. Remember, we, we kind of ended up having that one real positive podcast <laughs> since then. They've been down a bit, but hopefully next week that picks up, and maybe – We'll end with a good book because I'm going to go off now and I'm going to do Maestro uh, next. I think it's Maestro number three or four. I I will see when I get to that, but hopefully hopefully I'll like that. But we will see. But that's that. Thanks, Brandon. It's got to be Join better than Wolf, Werewolf yeah, by Midnight or whatever yeah, his name yeah, is. Yeah, so, yes. We're going to go off now, and I will end the podcast with that. And we'll end with Maestro number four, four of five. This is the penultimate issue, written by Peter David, art by Hermann Peralta, colors by Jesus Urbatov, letters by VCs Ariana Mayer. And Maestro has been okay. It's not anything that's going to blow your mind. There aren't really any huge, huge revelations. We're just showing what led to the Hulk being Maestro. And what really got in his way is Hercules, who is Maestro at this point, running the last city of Dystopia, where Hulk ends up wanting to rule everyone. He thinks that the only way to get Earth back is to basically rule, put everybody under his thumb, and... He goes to Dystopia, and this is in the past issues. He goes to Dystopia after finding an old Alchemex lab, making the dogs of war, pretty much saying, hey, everybody, 
you know, join with me. We'll take back the earth. We'll do all this. You know, he's got his own ulterior motives and whatnot, but they refuse. They're like, eh, we, we don't need that. We're, we're happy here in dystopia under the rule of Hercules. And so this issue is pretty much then, you know, the continuation of Hulk. Okay, well, if you're not going to join me, we're going to attack you, everybody, and Hercules jumping in. To fight Hulk And a lot of this issue is Just one big fight One big fight between Hercules And Hulk It's okay I mean, it's got some action going on. You end up having one page that I really did like where Hercules just grabs Hulk by the leg and it's just boom, boom, boom each side and then says puny banner, kind of echoing Hulk's line from the Avengers movie. Um, But Hulk gives up. Hulk ends up finally giving up and Hercules is not there to fight him to be mean or mad or hate him. He just wants to, you know, put Hulk in his place so they can go and party. He says, you know, come on, get up. Let's go get the ladies. Let's go get some some drink, some food. We'll have a good time. And Hulk's like, no, 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 not right now. Let me go off a little. I'll return when I can properly, you know, party hardy with you. You know this is not going to go well. We know what ends up. So he's not going off. And Hercules Kind of a dimwit for letting this happen, but he's like, okay, Hulk goes off, and then a while later, and things go really quick, and you even have where Rick Jones, in his fancy flying wheelchair, discussing what this Hulk is all about, and I would have liked a little more in-depth look at, you know, the characters himself, Rick Jones, all this stuff going on, but basically Rick just says, I know Hulk, and Hulk has a lot of different personalities. We all know this, but he says, the one that's here, the one that has arrived here in this post-apocalyptic, this is not the Bruce Banner Hulk that will help people, that has everybody else's things first. This is the pretty much personification of the Hulk's father. This is an abusive Hulk. This is a Hulk that wants to just dominate and rule This isn't going to go well. Well, Hulk does end up showing back up. He's healed up. He shows back up to talk to Hercules. He's brought a female companion as they go in. And Hercules is like, oh, my God. And, you know, Hercules is all horned up. And this is what Hulk is counting on. He takes this woman, Anne Darnell, off to, you know, do what he's going to do. And she ends up, you know, taking off this cloak she has on it. If you are a... DC Finch looks a lot like Enchantress, you know, takes the thing off and then says, oh, by the way, I go by other names, not just Anne. And he's like, Hercules, oh, really? Like, is it Mistress of Pain or Madam Merciless? I'm like, where are you getting these names, Hercules? But she's like, no, no, actually, it's Vapor. Uh, You remember the UFOs? Yeah, AIM kind of kept me out of the game, but I'm back and I'm going to turn into a arsenic gas, enter your body and kill you. That's what I'm going to do. Isn't that fun? And she ends up doing this. Well, in the meantime, as this is happening, Hulk actually goes out and says, oh, I left something in my car outside. Let me go get it. As this, uh, He goes. And so after Vapor does this and kills Hercules, it, it, Hulk doesn't need now to think maybe Vapor will do something on her own or maybe, you know, do something they have a deal, whatever. And he comes in and pretty much freeze guns her and then smashes her into bits. And he says, you know, it's amazing 
what you can find at Alchemex, like like this freeze gun, boom, gets her, smashes it, and then pretty much goes right into the change of power deal, says to all the guards, what's going on, what's going on? They're like, listen, I'm in charge now. Get all these pieces scattered of this vapor now that she's crystallized ice, whatever, and go bury them all separately around. Don't let them reform. You know, we're going to do this. And by the way, that's just the way it's going to happen here. Hercules is dead. Long live Hulk even says when he goes over to Hercules' body, kind of sorry about this, Hercules. You know, Herc, I'm sorry. You left me no choice because nobody beats Hulk. Nobody beats Hulk. So I had to do this. And then he just says, get the body out of here. Get it out of here. And he's ready to go. And it's going to be concluded, though there is going to be another series coming out in 2021. Uh, all in all, the art, Herman, Herman Peralta's art is pretty good. Um, but there's not really a ton. It's like one of those things where it, it feels like this is a summary of another story. Like it, somewhere there's a real long story, and this is the Cliff Notes version. Or like when I was a kid, I used to like reading those, you know, kid versions of classics. Like you're like Treasure Island, but it's like 30 pages, and you think you're smart reading them, but you get the gist of it. You get the so. In this, it just it feels like just some bits are missing. Like there's more pages that they just thought, ah, we can't do those. We can't to make it maybe this five issues, or it was just like that because you are leading to something that's already set the whole Maestro thing. But with that, you can still give us a little more. You know, where's the beef type of feel is what I get at the end. So with that, still going to give it a 6.5, and it's a positive 6.5. This is nothing that gets me angry. It's just such a quick read, and it just seems like a surface-level version of a longer story. So I'm going to go with that. But I think that if you enjoy Hulk and just have some extra bucks around and just want to go. But it's also something, and I'll say this every time. You wait a couple months, and you'll be able to read it on the Marvel Unlimited and it's like one of the it, it seems like it's set for that like that is a good marvel unlimited read here very quick go through the whole thing in one shot but that's that that is at the end of the podcast thanks everybody for listening i hope you enjoyed the whole deal here as we went through a bunch of books and if you want more obviously you can go over to the patreon patreon.com slash Weird Science, where me and Clay talk Power Pack this week on the Patreon-only podcast, and then myself doing Shang-Chi number three as well. Also, remember that you can go over to Twitter, WS Marvel Comics, follow us, we'll follow you back. And we also have a website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where we review a bunch of the books each and every week, also previews and news and things like that. But check out all those things. and. I will talk to you later.